Should you invest in Erling Haaland's soccer cards? Is he now able to continuously prove his full potential at Borussia Dortmund in the German Bundesliga and the UEFA Champions League? And how will the fact that he's not going to compete with Norway in the Euro 2021 next year uh, affect his investment potential? Let's discuss. Hey sports cards investors and welcome to the second episode of the Soccer Card Investing Investment Potential Show. My name is Kilian. I'm super, super pumped to have you here again. And today we're talking about one of the most exciting prospects in soccer world. I would even say one of the most exciting prospects um, in football, in soccer history in the center forward position. Such a big, big talent. His name is Erling Haaland. And today we are going to discuss his soccer card investment potential. Before we start this, I just really quickly want to point out again the different categories of the investment potential score. That is the score we are going to come up with after having talked about all the different categories and rating the prospect from 0 to 10. And after deep diving into your thoughts, the thoughts of this small community uh, here on this channel, um, I realized that it's really a good idea to maybe differentiate between the short-term investment potential and the long-term investment potential. Because there are some categories that are more short-term oriented and others are more long-term oriented. So what we're going to do now is to really divide the IPS into a short-term score and a long-term score and after all come up with the full IPS. In practice that means that first we are talking about his long-term IPS, the long-term investment potential score and under the long-term IPS I see the categories skills, his club recognition, his national team recognition, his consistency and, and injury history and his brand value and value of the pitch as the most crucial factors. After that, we come up with a score of up to 50. And then we go on over to the short-term IPS. And for that short-term IPS, the categories club performance, national team performance, transfer rumors, PSA pop, and card value um, are the most crucial factors. So after all, we have 50 points for the long-term IPS, 50 points for the short-term IPS, and then a total of 100 points uh, in, in a total score for the IPS in total. So without further ado, let's talk about the investment potential of Erling Haaland. And we want to start this out now with him, his long-term IPS and more specifically talking about his skills. And I mean, this guy is just crazy, right? It's really Erling Haaland for me. It's just an absolute beast. Um, it's, it's, it's such a pleasure actually like to, to see him play because um, he's like such an explosive player, such an explosive um, and athletic character on the pitch. It, it's really great to see because he's, he's so strong. He's tall. I mean, this, this guy is like 194, 1.94 meters which is uh, obviously um, over six inches. Uh, so he, he is tall, uh, he is really, really strong, but at the same time, he's also super fast, which is surprising for his uh, stature, that um, at, the, at the same time, like he's, he's being so athletic on the pitch. And uh, you see in his playing style, there is this absolute willingness 
to score, this absolute willingness to win games, but uh, more specifically talking about him to, to really score, like to make the final uh, touches on, on the pitch and, and uh, to bring the ball in the net, basically. And uh, you, you see that like when he appears um, in, in the 16 meter box uh, in front of the goal, he's such a clinical finisher. It's, it's, it's incredible. Like uh, he's just 20 years old, but it, it seems like he's been in the game for, for decades uh, with a whole lot of experience. So I really think this kid is special. Um, he's also a hard worker on the pitch. And as I said, it's this absolute willingness to score and to win games that makes him so special for me specifically. And considering that he's only turned 20 years old uh, a few months back, it's, it's just crazy for me. The only thing I would say that he can probably even improve um, in the next few months and in the next few years is his heading ability. I mean, considering that he's so tall and so strong, he even could be a bit more dangerous in the box um, in terms of his heading ability after corners and free kicks, I think there is even some potential to be even more crazily um, dangerous for the, the opponent. But after all, I would give him a straight 10 out of 10 for his skill set. No doubts about that. Second, let's talk about his club recognition. Well, last January, uh, actually, he moved in the transfer window, in the winter transfer window. He made the move from Salzburg to Borussia Dortmund. Actually, I think for a pretty ridiculous fee concerning his market value is currently at 80 million. Yeah, he made the move for 20 million. And back then in January 2020, he already had a market value of 45 million. So I guess there was either some release clause or his contract at Salzburg was expiring to the upcoming um, year, I guess, to the upcoming season, not in the summer, because then probably Dortmund would have just simply waited and uh, signed him for free in the in the next uh, summer. But yeah, I mean, that was obviously um, a, a pretty good deal for Dortmund. I know that uh, basically every European team was behind him and Dortmund finally uh, got, got, got the contract and, and could sign him. And I think obviously it, it has been a great move for him. I think Dortmund is really a, um, an, exciting, an exciting place to be for a young player, a club that really gives you the opportunity to unfold your whole potential. Really, really exciting lineup currently in the Dortmund squad. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's now a regular starter in the Champions League. Dortmund is qualified for the Champions League. But obviously, you have to say and you have to emphasize that, that they are not like really starting in the Champions League with the ambition to win it, right? They are the favorites to win the, to win the Champions League title, like, for example, Bayern Munich. Or uh, there are obviously like several English teams like Liverpool FC. Maybe Chelsea this year has a really strong side as well, even though they are, they are pretty young as well. Uh, Real Madrid, uh, obviously, uh, always have to consider Real Madrid. Barcelona this year, I don't see them that strong, but obviously they're so experienced that you also have to consider them always. But yeah, talking about Dortmund, they are not really like one of the favorites to win the title in the Champions League. Um, so that's kind of a, a negative point here. And also, they're not really the favorites to win the German league either, the German Bundesliga. That is Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich is a clear number one in Germany. It's Every season, it's the same, right? Uh, Dortmund, Leipzig, Borussia Mönchengladbach, Bayer Leverkusen. There are some teams behind Bayern that like try to, to, to get Bayern to struggle. But after all, mostly it's the experience and the pure quality of the Bayern squad that brings them the title. 
I personally hope that we will have some changes there in the German Bundes in the German Bundesliga, so it gets more exciting for the fans to watch the matches. But still, it's a pretty exciting league, pretty competitive. Like I said, they, they are not really, they have the ambition to win the title, but they are not the favorite. So after all, Dortmund is obviously a big, big club, great fans, great international recognition, but it's some kind of a phase two, right? Like after Dortmund, there's still some phase that you can like in increase probably your your club recognition with the, some team in the English Premier League, for example. So in that sense, I would give him an eight out of 10 for his club recognition. Next category, let's talk about his national team recognition. And that's kind of a bummer for me because Haaland, Erling Haaland won't play with Norway in the Euro 2021. That's already um, decided. They didn't qualify for the tournament because they lost some game in the qualifiers against Serbia. And yeah, that's, that's, that's a bummer, of course. I mean, um, it's pretty sad to not see him on TV next summer. Uh, in, in the Euro 2021 and competing with all the top stars at a, a super competitive high level. And uh, yeah, it's even questionable for me if they will qualify for the next World Cup 2021, uh, 2022 in uh, Qatar. I mean, Norway right now, they have some kind of a golden generation, you could say, with uh, players such as... Oedegaard from Real Madrid, who is a huge challenge as well, super creative player. Haaland is obviously there. Um, there's Alexander Sörlot as well, recently moved to RB Leipzig into the German Bundesliga. A big, uh, tall and strong striker as well, really lines up well with Haaland. And there's also uh, Berge, um, more like a, a defensive uh, player. Uh, playing in the central midfield in Norway. So they, they they really have some strong generation right now. But I don't see them play like a major role in the major competitions such as the Euros or the World Cup. So he was born in Leeds, actually. Erling Haaland was born in Leeds, but then moved to Norway at the age of three. And um, he could have probably played for England. And I'm so sorry for that, English football fans. Um, but yeah, he picked the country where he grew up and that says a lot about his character, obviously, but it's not good for his IPS. <laughs> so after all, I would rate him a 5 out of 10 for his national team recognition. Next up, let's talk about his consistency and his injury history. So actually about uh, his injury his history, there are no major problems you can see here at Transfermarkt in his injury history. I mean, he missed out on, on some games, but nothing really like spectacular. And talking about his consistency, like it's incredible for me, like how consistently this guy is scoring and performing at the highest level at such a young age. It's, it's, I'm like, I'm speechless. Uh, his performance at, um, at Salzburg in Austria, now his performances for Dortmund in the German Bundesliga. He's performing outstandingly as well in the Champions League. And even for Norway, he's scoring uh, on a consistent basis. So uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. But you have to consider as well, and I think many people are forgetting that as well. It's, it's really like too early to tell if he can prove that on a consistent basis over the next 10 to 12 years because you have to consider that really this season right now is just his second professional season. I mean, he had some appearances back in 2018 uh, when he was uh, only 18 years old. He had like three or four matches maybe for Salzburg. Then we really had his breakthrough in the first half of the season 
in uh, in uh, 2019 and then January 2020 moved to Dortmund and basically it's just a second professional season so far so I would be a bit cautious here he has not yet proven that over years that he can deliver what he's showing right now but what he is showing right now is quite impressive so um, if he's doing that over over years that's a clear 10 for me no questions asked but since it's so early in his career and we can't really tell I would rate him a 9 out of 10 in his consistency and the injury history. Next category, brand value and his value of the pitch. And that for me is quite funny because he seems to hate the media. <laughs> I mean, there's even a, a video on YouTube. I think it's called uh, Haaland wasn't made for interviews. Highly, highly recommended. Please go on YouTube. I mean, you are on YouTube right now. But please, after this video... Uh, look this video up it, it, it's so funny it makes you cringe to be honest um, I mean in that video you will see he's just messing around with the reporters uh, in the interviews uh, he seems really like to hate it he, he seems to hate those interviews and uh, playing the media guy uh, which is fine right like everybody has his character and he seems maybe to be a bit more um, yeah media media shy in that sense um, and that also that kind of makes him a brand of his own right which is interesting but you see that this guy he just wants to focus on 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 soccer and on his performances which is obviously it, it, it's great but won't lead like to that iconic brand that is for example in a, a, like a cristiano ronaldo right so that's not really uh an, uh an an a case that i see for erling Haaland in the future which is why i would rate him a six out of ten for his brand value and his value of the pitch so in total, we now have the five categories for the long-term IPS and Erling Haaland scores a 38 out of 50 for his long-term IPS, which is obviously pretty, pretty strong. And next up, we're talking about his short-term IPS and we get this started by looking at his club performance. And this guy, Erling Haaland, has like just incredible stats, both in the Austrian Bundesliga and the German Bundesliga. And he's now proving that as well in the Champions League. I remember when he came from Austria in January 2020, uh, everyone in the in the soccer forums, like Transfermarkt, for example, they were talking about him. Okay, he, he had some great statistics now in Austria, but can he prove that in a bigger league, in a more competitive league like um, the German Bundesliga or is he even like at, at the at the level that he will be a regular starter for a side like Borussia Dortmund and I remember at that time they even had Paco Alcasa as a number nine in their in the team but yeah there was uh, quickly uh, that escalated quickly you could say when Haaland arrived Alcasa was basically gone and 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 for, forgotten I would say um, because yeah, Haaland arrived and that only like in his in his uh, first appearances already scored so many goals. I think he even holds some records here uh, that nobody else has has ever uh, achieved. Yeah, he's uh, the first player in Bundesliga history to score five goals in his first two games, which is ridiculous. And also the first player in the UEFA Champions League history to score six goal in his first three games. I mean, what 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 can you say about this guy? Uh, 20 years old or back then 19 years old with uh, such a performance. It's just incredible. So then when he delivered in the German Bundesliga, people again started to talk about him. Okay, he proved that now in the Bundesliga, but maybe Dortmund was facing some weaker sides uh, in the league. Uh, can he really prove that on an international level as well? And Dortmund at that, at that time, they were facing Paris Saint-Germain 
in the Champions League and in the first leg, first game for Dortmund um, in, in the Champions League with, uh, with Haaland, they were facing uh, Paris in uh, back, back in February and what did Erling Haaland do? He scored twice. I mean, uh, after all, uh, Paris won the second leg 2-0. So yeah, Dortmund uh, had, had to go home <laughs> and Paris went through to the final, uh, finally facing uh, Bayern Munich in the final, which uh, Bayern won. But yeah, that, that really shows like he is able to perform on that level in, in like he has shown that in the German Bundesliga and the Austrian Bundesliga, obviously, and now also in the UEFA Champions League. So it's 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 just incredible. Also, you have to emphasize that at Dortmund, he has some excellent creative players around him. Like there are really some complementary players for him that really create a lot of chances for him. Just uh, thinking about players like uh, Jaden Sancho, obviously, Jude Bellingham is there, Giovanni Reiner, uh, Marco Reus, even more Dahoud. Um, it's it's pretty 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 exciting to see so many creative players around him creating chances for him. Torgan Azar is another uh, pretty exciting player in that sense, really creative, the younger brother of Eden Azar. And uh, yeah, you can see that right now. Uh, last season uh, in total, he had 40 appearances, scored 44 goals and 10 assists, which is obviously ridiculous. And he's continuing like that in this season with uh, so far nine appearances, eight goals and three assists. So that is for me a clear 10 out of 10 for his club performance. Next up is his national team performance. And even there, he's playing strong. I think it's great. He fits really, really well with uh, Alexander Sörlot up front. Like I already mentioned, that guy just moved to RB Leipzig. Exciting prospect as well. Really strong uh, player, a tall, a tall forward uh, with a lot of physique as well. Um, yeah, there's Odegaard behind him from Real Madrid in more like a playmaker role uh, for the for the Norwegian national team. So yeah, he uh, so far has had seven caps for the Norwegian national team. Scored six goals which is obviously super, super strong. So I give him a 10 out of 10 in the national team performance category as well. Next up is transfer rumors and that's also exciting. I mean, this guy was just made for the English Premier League and I think it's just a matter of time when uh, like a huge offer is flying into Dortmund's mailbox for Erling Haaland. It's so obvious that every major team is behind him. I mean, you name them, FC Liverpool, uh, Manchester City, Chelsea, London probably as well. Uh, you have Real Madrid behind him. You have uh, Barcelona probably interested in him. Tottenham Hotspurs, uh, like you name them, right? Like he's interesting for, for every club in the world, basically. And it's a pretty safe bet that he won't stay at Dortmund forever. Another indicator for that is that recently he teamed up with Mino Raiola as his new agent. And Raiola is arguably one of the, or maybe the most uh, yeah, popular agent and the most powerful agent in, in soccer world and definitely one of the professionals with the largest network and the most powerful networks uh, in the whole market. So yeah, he is well prepared for a world-class career and is going to be at the top five club very soon. I don't know how soon, but uh, I can guarantee you that there will be transfer rumors in basically every transfer window, maybe starting already this winter, although I think it's it's that would be a bit early, but it depends on his on his performances and on the market situation in general. 
But yeah, latest next summer, there will be popping up new transfer rumors um, of other European top sides interested in him. So yeah, super excited for that. He's already valued at 80 million euros at Transfermarkt. So that's another thing that's pretty sure when he's moving, it's gonna be a big, big transfer. So for his transfer rumors, even though there are practically none right now because we are not in the, in the transfer window, it's so obvious that every major club has him on his list. So I would rate that a 10 out of 10 as well for his transfer rumors. Next up is his PSA pop. And for that category, we are looking at two of his most uh, desired cards, you could say. The first one actually isn't a card, it's a sticker. It's his 2019 Fußball Bundesliga sticker from Panini. Um, and you can see uh, the PSA pop on this is just 170 and out of those 170 graded stickers they are just 48 graded at a PSA 10. I mean obviously it's pretty pretty difficult to grade uh, stickers. Uh, you can easily damage them and also the centering on them has to be perfect. Um, so yeah I think that's a really really low pop count for such a popular prospect and such a popular player. And another Erling Haaland card that is pretty popular is his 2019 Topps Chrome Bundesliga. And looking that up on PSA, you only have a population report of 297 graded cards uh, here with 210 being a PSA 10. So comparatively a quite high percentage um, of those graded cards are graded at a, at a PSA 10. But in total, I would say like for being such a popular player, it's a pretty, pretty low uh, pop count uh, still. So I would definitely give that a 10 out of 10 uh, looking on the supply side here for his PSA pop. And the last category for his short term investment potential is his card value. And we're looking here again at the two most popular cards, which is first his uh, already mentioned rookie sticker, the 2019 Panini Fußball Bundesliga sticker. And uh, just recently had a sale for $1,126 and that's his peak as well. So right now, Erling Haaland is at his peak in terms of market value for that rookie sticker. And the other card uh, is the 2019 Topps Chrome Bundesliga, which recently sold at $630 and had its peak a few weeks ago at $750. So considering here that uh, Erling Haaland already reached so high prices, that really shows us that investors are really willing to spend a lot of money on this guy. And considering also the low pop count on the supply side for both of these cards. Um, I think sky's the limit here and it really like depends on his future performances of course and where at which club he's going to end up, uh, how, how high this can be. But uh, at such a young age, I mean there still of course there's a lot of speculation in it but at such a young age so early in his career already reaching so high levels in terms of his market value in the in the sports cards market. I think that's exciting because it shows the willingness of investors to really put money on the table for this guy. So I would give him a 10 out of 10 in his card value category as well. So in total, we come up with a short term IPS here of 50, which is 50 out of 50, obviously a perfect score for Erling Haaland here. And in total, we have an investment potential score in IPS of 88 out of 100, which is 
obviously super, super strong and is beating Kai Harvitz, who we reviewed last week. So now that you know that Erling Haaland is potentially a pretty, pretty hot investment, let's dive deep into which of his cards you should look out for. And we're gonna start this by looking at his first true rookie card, which is actually not really a card, it's, it's a sticker. And it's the sticker I already mentioned before. It's this 2019 Panini Fußball Bundesliga sticker, which currently is selling at a PSA 10 graded for $1,126. And uh, you also have to emphasize uh, here that there are two different versions going around in the market. There's one with a right frame and one with a gray frame uh, on, the, on the left side of the sticker. Uh, considering here that the white frame is considered to be more valuable in the market actually, um, probably because the print on this was lower than for the gray version. And with this sticker, I would really, really, really be aware of the supply situation here because I know and I remember that Panini Austria, like Panini in Austria, offered a, a reorder option for Austrian collectors only a few months ago. So it was actually possible for collectors in Austria to go on the website um, of Panini and order the specific Erling Haaland sticker for their albums. And obviously uh, Panini does this with the intentions to support collectors so they can really like order the sticker and put it into their albums and they clearly state that as well on their website that it's not to be intended for uh, any other use than sticking it into your albums, uh, uh, meaning you, you shouldn't really resell it. But I mean, that's what happens, right? If there's an opportunity um, like that. Uh, I really didn't like it. Uh, and uh, that's why I wrote an email to Panini asking if it's really like the same sticker or if there's like some mark on it maybe that this is like a, a reorder sticker. And they confirmed me, uh, no, uh, it's, it's actually the same sticker. I then went into a conversation with them and, and telling them, letting them know basically that they are kind of manipulating the market situation on, on, on the supply side for, for that sticker as well. And if they are aware of that and if they potentially could, could uh, stop that. Uh, and yeah, they were actually like not really aware of it. They just texted me back. Yeah, we don't know why his value is going up so, so, so drastically. Probably because this player is scoring a lot of goals. Uh, that was actually what they what they responded me. So I just looked it up uh, on on the Panini website, and uh, it's not possible anymore to order the Erling Haaland sticker if you're based in Austria, uh, which is good, obviously for for the market. The supply now really is limited. It but it wasn't just a few months. Um, before, but yeah, I would be super cautious with that because you can't really determine, right? How many raw and ungraded Erling Haaland stickers are still in some boxes at, 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 at households in Austria. Uh, so yeah, if you can get a PSA 10, if you can get your hands on a PSA 10 graded sticker, uh, from from that collection, I think that's solid because the PSA 10 uh, pop count is so so low. It's so difficult to grade that sticker. Like I said, centering has to be perfect. Uh, you see many, many raw cards or raw stickers where the centering is, is really poor. Other thing that's a bit personal, uh, I think that th the look isn't really that great of the sticker. Like for me, it's a bit boring. But yeah, I, I could see that from another point of view, 15 to 20 years from now, 
uh, the photo he has on the sticker could be kind of nostalgic uh, for sure. So yeah, that's for that sticker. Be cautious with it, but after all, people are already paying more than a thousand dollars for the PSA 10 graded sticker. So yeah, the market at the end. Uh, is, is talking the truth. Another card we already mentioned and uh, which is pretty exciting is his 2019 Topps uh, Chrome Bundesliga, currently selling at 634, the PSA 10 graded version. I mean, it's the more affordable PSA 10 out of these two, which is interesting for me. Um, it's not his rookie card, that has to be mentioned. He's already at Dortmund uh, on, on this card, like you really see, it's not, not the Salzburg uh, season, it's already the Dortmund season, meaning, uh, it's the same season, but after January, right? So in the in the second part of the season, you could say after winter. Uh, yeah, but it is actually his first card in a Dortmund jersey, and it is his first card in in Bundesliga, in the German Bundesliga. I personally like the aesthetics of of this card, and I think what also is a critical factor here is that Topps Chrome is relatable for the U.S. market, right? You have that in other sports. Yeah, I think for basketball and, and baseball, for sure, you have Topps Chrome as well. So I think that's a critical factor here, which after all makes it for me a really solid investment. Another card I wanted to draw your attention to here is the 2019 Topps Finest, which is currently selling uh, at $535 for the PSA 10 graded version. So that's still like a hundred bucks lower than the Topps Chrome Bundesliga uh, card. And what's interesting for me here is that on this card, he is still at Salzburg. So this is a hundred percent still his uh, Salzburg time, his really like rookie season. It's his Champions League rookie card, you could say. Like really the first card that is printed of him um, in a Champions League uh, jersey for Salzburg. There's another sticker as well uh, for the Champions League version. I personally like this card better. And uh, yeah, it's it's definitely earlier than the Topps Chrome Bundesliga. And for me, it's a bit overlooked because you see as well, uh, aesthetics for me, super, super nice. It's also a relatable product. It's it's Topps finest. And yeah, super low pop as well on, on the PSA report, you can see you have only 160 cards graded for this one. So for me, more affordable than the rookie sticker, more affordable than the Topps uh, Chrome Bundesliga and earlier than the Topps Chrome Bundesliga, which for me makes it interesting. Now I'm interested, what do you think? Are you going to invest in Erling Haaland or maybe you have already invested? If so, in which cards or in which sticker have you invested? Please, please let me know in the comments. Super interesting uh, to know for me. And also, I would be really, really intrigued to know how did you like this episode of the Investment Potential Show? Was it of value for you? What is your feedback for the show? Does this help you and does this support you in your investment decisions? Uh, does this bring value for you? If so, please let me know. I'm also open for every kind of feedback or critique. Um, I can't read your minds, but I would appreciate if you put me a comment down below the video and let me know what you think of the show so I can further improve it and bring value to you as a sports cards investor interested in soccer. Thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure for me as well uh, talking about such an exciting prospect today. And I will see you in the next episode of the Soccer Card Investing Investment Potential Show.